world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. This week, Diane answers the question, what does it mean to be a caregiver? Plus, some great ideas for caregiver holiday gifts that don't involve shopping. And from the entire crew here at Parents Are Hard To Raise, Happy Christmas! Welcome to Parents Are Hard To Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. So this week I got a call from a 94-year-old woman who wanted me to help her find a friend. She wanted me to help her find, a, you know, a companion. She's so lonely, and she said she has no family and no friends left. She never married, and she lived with her sister, but her sister passed away uh, about two years ago, and she said, you know, I'm just, I was in the hospital recently, and I just felt so alone. No one visited me, or, you know, and I'm feeling like I can still drive, she said, and I can, I can, you know, go to a movie or go to lunch, but I have, I don't know, I have no friends. And, you know, she said this young girl came in, I guess she was a, a volunteer or maybe a candy striper, I'm not sure which. And she said, you know, she was talking to me, she said, but how can she relate to me? She has no idea, you know, about how I feel, how, you know, I'm, I'm, 94 years old and what I'm going through and that I'm all alone. She said, so I want to meet someone who, you know, that I can be friends with. So fortunately, I, you know, I know I have some other clients who I know are also in that situation. So I, you know, introduce them to each other. Now, of course, we don't know how that'll be or how that'll work. And, you know, hopefully they'll like each other and form a bond and, you know, maybe she can drive because the other, the other woman can't drive. So maybe they can help each other out. Maybe they can go to a movie, go to lunch or, and, you know, share different things. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad, but they've even coined a term for that elder orphan, you know, where there's seniors and they don't have family. They don't have anyone left. So you can understand why the retirement communities or, um, you know, assisted livings, places like that where people gather are attractive to people that are alone because at least, you know, they, may be able to find someone, there's activities and different things to do. It doesn't necessarily mean someone is still not going to be lonely, you know, when they're in their own home or even if they do all these activities or that they're going to participate. But, um, you know, it, it, it's helpful to some people. And, you know, these the elder orphan, there's even um, a Facebook page where people, you know, can make connections and share and find out different things. Um, so, you know, if you're 
if you have, you know, noticed someone is alone, maybe you have a neighbor who's alone, or maybe your parent does, you know, um, if maybe you can stop in and maybe bring them over to your parents' home for dinner or lunch or something, or, you know, maybe your parents haven't met them. Maybe they, they live in a retirement community and just walked in, you know, maybe your mom won't be happy if you do bring them over, but you know, it's something if you can introduce yourself or your, your parents, or maybe if your mom or dad's in a nursing home or in a rehab right now or the hospital, and maybe you notice someone, you know, maybe their roommate, or maybe, you know, someone who is just sitting alone in the, in, uh, you know, in one of the rooms, you know, or doesn't have anybody who's visiting, just, you know, go in and maybe bring them a flower or a magazine or just talk to them to cheer them up. Of course, it's not going to cure their loneliness, you know, a total stranger inviting them to your mom's house or just visiting in a room, but it might, you know, start a connection that you never know what could happen. It's kind of interesting because we think of people being alone, mostly around the holidays. You know, we don't think about it all year. Um, You know, and you have a lot of ads or charities, you know, that work around Thanksgiving and Christmas to encourage people, you know, to maybe come here for a meal that, you know, no elderly person should be alone. And that's great, you know, that, that we do that. But there's a common misconception about loneliness that it's worse around, you know, Christmas or in the winter time. But in reality, studies suggest that loneliness isn't just at Christmas time. It doesn't just go away. Research has actually shown that people are lonelier in the summer than around Christmas. And research has also shown that the most stable period in times of loneliness are autumn to winter. And spring and summer period is characteristically um, increases loneliness. So we actually have to bring people together all year round. And like I said, of course, just making a connection isn't going to make them suddenly not lonely, but it's a start. I want to talk to you about the flu, because if you... um, looked on the website at the beginning of the month, I put an article in there about uh, to alert you about the flu, that this year's flu season started early, and it's uh, being labeled a nasty flu. And how do we know that? Well, they gauge the flu by looking at Australia, and they had a doozy of a flu season. And the major flu virus is being called the nasty one, which usually makes a more severe disease, particularly among the elderly. So, um, you know, if your mom and dad haven't had the flu shot, please encourage them to do that. Um, the CDC is recommending anyone older than six months be vaccinated against the flu. So if you haven't had your flu shot too, you better get it as well. And the CDC is really urging doctors to insist on vaccinations, especially, you know, for all their patients, especially for the elderly though, because the elderly account for over half of hospitalizations due to the flu. So, Also, they have a high-dose vaccine for the elderly, which is four times as much vaccine as in the normal one. So now if your parent, you know, says to you or your mom and dad, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to get the flu vaccine. Oh, I don't feel good after I have it. Or, you know, I always ask clients, you know, starting, you know, in early October, did you get the flu shot? Did you get the flu shot? And, you know, you can explain to, you know, your mom and dad that... 
Influenza, although primarily a respiratory tract disease, it causes symptoms affecting the entire body. So it sets up an entire body inflammatory response, which persists after you recover from the flu. So two weeks to a month after recovering, you have a three to five time increased risk of having a heart attack and a two to three time increased risk of having a stroke. And so by preventing the flu and this inflammatory response, you can help prevent strokes and heart attacks. And you know, what do, what do our parents, the elderly, think about? And what do they worry about? They worry about becoming disabled, you know, something happening and becoming disabled. So we want to say to them, listen, you know, if you get the flu and you can't do what you normally do and you don't know how you're going to recover from it, you may recover not functioning the same way as you did before. So that the flu could be your, you know, the first domino to fall and that can affect your ongoing health. So the CDC is even saying to um, doctors, they're encouraging doctors to be a vaccine insister, not just a vaccine recommender. So when you think about, um, I wanted to talk to you as a caregiver, from as one caregiver to another. When you think about it, you know, from the moment we're born, Our lives aren't ours alone. Our lives are entwined with others constantly. And the first people we're attached to are our parents. So whether we like it or not, we always have a connection with them. Because of how we came to know them, we have that emotional and biological bond between us as children and them as our parents. So when they need our help, it seems logical for us as children to reach out and help them. And of course, we think and feel, okay, I don't know what to do, but of course this is my mom and, or this is my dad and I have to be there for them. I have to do what they need. But at the same time, it's scary. And, you know, it's unimaginable. It can be a physical and mental burden to us. And not only us, but our, our family, you know, our spouses, our children. So you think, you know, how do I do this? Or what can I do? And you suddenly become a caregiver. You may not even recognize yourself as one. You know, what does that mean to be a caregiver to our parent? You know, it can mean something simply, you know, as paying their bills or picking up their prescriptions or taking them to the doctor or hiring professionals to care for them, finding them a new place to live, moving them, handling medical and legal decisions for them. It could mean bathing, feeding them, dressing them. So whatever it is, there's no question that taking on this role will change your everyday reality. It'll make you sacrifice something at some time. It'll make you feel overwhelmed and frustrated, tired, exasperated, sad, overburdened, guilty. But you do it. You do what you have to do. And so I want to recognize you and tell you that even though you don't feel like it, you are doing a remarkable job. You, as caregivers, you are my hero. Because who takes care of you? It isn't easy for someone who you know, maybe never, never was a caregiver to a parent, someone, you know, who doesn't understand to say, 
well, you have to take a break. You can't do it all yourself. You know, sometimes you look at them and you say, well, yeah, how am I going to do that? And it's, it's especially hard if you have a parent living with you or you're living with a parent who has dementia or Alzheimer's or, or is critically ill. You know, and when I talk to clients who are caring for their mom or dad or their spouse, the first question I ask them is, who is caring for you? You know, what are you doing for yourself? Because you are an important part of that care for your parent. Because if you go down, who is going to take care of mom? Who is going to take care of dad? So. I want to urge you, especially, you know, this is a time of year for giving, you know, so somebody asks you, what do you want for Christmas? I want you to say, you know, I, I want help because you can't do it all yourself. And, and, you know, there's different ways for people to help you, whether it be from family, friends, spouses, children, grandchildren. It could be from, you know, a sibling who doesn't live in the area and maybe can't do what you're doing, maybe can help you in a different way. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you what you can actually ask for. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to 
What can you ask for? A gift someone can give you is a break, a rest, an intermission, a respite. What is, what's a respite? It's even defined as a short period of rest or relief from something difficult. And it could be anything you want. It could be an afternoon. It could be every week, you know, at a particular day, at a particular time. It could be for a week. You need to do that for yourself to stay healthy, to continue to do what you're doing, and to be able to be with your own family. So we ha you have to seek the help of family, friends, professionals, relatives, support groups, even volunteers. You know, my goal with this radio program is to be a part of that support network for you and to help you get through the maze of emotions that you're feeling and to offer ideas and solutions and information that you didn't think of or you didn't know existed. We have to support each other, not only as human beings, but as a group, supporting each other as caregivers, because there is no one who understands more than another person who is going through what you're going through or what you've gone through. So where do you find respite? Contact a specialist, you know, like myself, or, you know, if, if you belong to um, the an Alzheimer's group, they may have volunteers. Um, Home care companies can give you a respite, a family member, friends. Nursing homes um, most often offer respite as long as they have beds available. Um, but, of course, you know, if you want to put mom or dad, you know, in a nursing home maybe for a weekend, you want to go away for a weekend, and you don't feel that, you know, um, maybe a family member can help and you want to put them in a nursing home, you want to do the same thing. You want to go check out the place. You know, you want to make sure that it's somewhere that you want to put mom or dad. Um, adult daycare, you know, if you need a break, if you're home with mom or dad every day and you need um, a break, that's a, a great way to have a break, you know, a few times a week or five days a week, what, whatever you need. Respite is not typically covered by Medicare or health insurance, but they have funding available. You know, I know um, through the National MS Society or chapters of the Alzheimer's Association, certain Medicaid programs. Um, you can also contact your local area on aging to find out. But you can also ask, you know, f as a gift from someone to get, get a break because you need it and you deserve it. I received... Um, an email from a, a, a listener, Beverly Nelson, who has a great organization, StandUpForCaregivers.org. And thank you so much, Beverly, for sending sending this to us. Um, and she has uh, a great guide, uh, gift guide for the angels, for gifts for caregivers. And she has, you know, she's thinking of unique ways that you can give someone a gift, something that something not a material gift, but something that where they can experience something new that'll ease them from, you know, their demanding schedule, their physical and emotional taxing work they do caregiving, you know, like uh, a massage. That's that's a great gift, a facial dinner and a movie, a gym membership. Um, hiking or a long walk, you know, you can offer, you know, maybe you can't um, take care of a person, you know, with dementia, maybe you're a friend who wants to do something, but you can take, you know, or, and maybe, you know, the, the, your friend who's the caregiver can't get away right now, but you can maybe come over and cook dinner, do the laundry, you know, do dishes. That's a great, a great way to help.
So she has some great ideas on her website. And it's a great way, you know, if you go visit her website, again, that's um, standupforcaregivers.org. A lot of times, uh, you know, with this this time of year, we're managing grief where holidays are hard when you're missing a loved one. And one thing that I tell people to try to help them is you don't have to forget your loved one and the things that you share together. So if you've had traditions, you know, keep them going. The special things that you did together, you know, with your children and grandchildren and grandchildren or make new traditions. You know, um, I, I, my mom and I went to visit my sister when she wasn't feeling well. And um, it was really funny. My mom, every time she goes, she has to go and she has to make uh, gravy and meatballs, you know, sausage and meatballs. She has to make that because they, my, my sister and her children and grandchildren, everybody loves it and everybody misses it because nobody makes it like she does. And, you know, we were there and she was, of course, making her meatballs. And there was like an assembly line, you know, my mom and then my sister and then my niece and then my niece's daughter. So it was like four generations of making the meatballs. So, you know, um, if, if, if you've had that, you know, carry on the tradition that may help with the grief. So I wish for you this Christmas to be surrounded by those you love, to cherish each and every moment with them, and to really know and understand what you do as a son or daughter in caring for your parent or your parents, no matter how big or small, whatever it may have been or continues to be, You've learned new lessons, you've overcome obstacles, and you've shown and given love, support, and strength in ways that you don't even know how you did it. So to me, that's the best Christmas gift of all to your parents. And on behalf of all the caregivers out there, I say thank you for what you do every day. And Merry Christmas. And I also want to say, this is our first Christmas together, and I want to thank all of my listeners. You've given me so much support and encouragement, and I feel good that I'm able to help you in just even a small way. If I just brighten your day with maybe a story or just give you an an ounce of encouragement, then I feel like, okay, I've done my job. So thank you so much for listening. And my survival tip of the week, practice patience every day. That's hard. But that will increase your ability to remain calm and cool in the face of stress. So how do you do that? Well, get in the longest line at the grocery store. My husband will never do that. (laughs) Don't use the drive-thrus, but go inside. But sometimes, you know, I don't know, because sometimes the drive throughs are longer than inside. <laughs> well, so it's Christmas, so I've given you a gift. It's a little, sh- my show is a little shorter this week. <laughs> Please, if you like the show, like us on Facebook. Please rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, because that helps others find our show. And I really, that would be a great Christmas gift for me. Thank you so much. And if you find, please, if this show is helpful to you, please tell someone else about it. They can subscribe to the show using iTunes. 
You can find links to the topics we just talked about in the show notes for today's episode, episode 37 at parentsarehardtoraise.org. Please email me with anything that you're struggling with. You can email me at diane at parentsarehardtoraise.org. You can reach me through my website, dianeberardi.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Parents Are Hard to Raise, and I tweet at Jersey Elder Care. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music LLC, New York, New York, under license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. Thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas to you and your family. See you again next week.